0: to enjoy life you have one chance and you have one heart and if you carry all that hatred in your heart you're preventing yourself that happiness that life is all about you should just enjoy life enjoy what life has to offer and for me personally there is nothing better in life than the laughter of a child than to be able to pay it forward and help somebody in need to watch them find that inner spirit and inner life again Good afternoon, and welcome to another edition of a Contagious Smile podcast. I'm Victoria, and I'm here today with Nicole, who is a superhero special needs mom of somebody that I absolutely love and adore. And you guys all know that is Peyton, because Peyton and my daughter, Faith, have been best friends for so many years. I don't even know how many years now. Do you?
1: No, I have no idea.
0: Well, Welcome, Nicole. Thank you for taking time out of what we all know is an incredibly busy schedule to inform everybody and and let everybody know just what a life of a special needs parent is.
1: (sighs) Am I supposed to say something?
0: Yes. (laughs) She's nervous, so you got to cut her a little slack. So tell us about Peyton. Peyton has told us about herself, but why don't you kind of give everybody a, a better overview?
1: Oh Lord, have mercy. Um, she's born at 33 weeks, which we knew about. I uh, purposely <laughs> induced labor. Um, she was born with a cleft lip and cleft bilateral palate, with breathing problems. Um, transported to a children's hospital. She's had nine surgeries, but a total of seventeen surgeries. She's sixty percent deaf. But she's never had a day of speech. She's never She speaks two languages, English and sign language. Um, she's never had any problems in school because she's got a photogenic memory. What else? What
0: are the day-to-day challenges for people who don't understand what it's like as a special needs parent? I understand completely, and I know you yeah. do. So what is it like? Because she's not your only child who has some special no. needs.
1: So with her, her challenges are making sure she can speak fluent English for one, but she also speaks the sign language just in case, but also feeding, making sure that she's getting her normal nutrition um, because she can't eat like normal kids. She has food that comes through her nose even now, so she can't eat like a normal child could Um uh, making sure that they are breathing at all times when they're sleeping because of the breathing challenges that a cleft baby does have. Um, the hospital challenges, the doctor challenges, so many doctors. <laughs> um, and now we're dealing with a death that is a new challenge that we're dealing with, um, which isn't much of a challenge since he already spoke sign language. Did she um, do but- sign language in school or... Uh, She learned it. I I taught her sign language, but then she also does it with a sign language club at school. And she teaches other kids sign language um, in school that want to learn it. Um, And she's going to start teaching some of the pre-K and kindergarten and first grader sign language next year.
0: I am trying to get her to help do a sign language course for us for summer camp. Because I think that Mm -hmm. it would be fantastic for her and our little Faith to do it together. Because the two of them together is, as you know, it's a yeah, it's it's a miracle happening with them two together. It's hysterical from an outsider point of view. (laughs) Little pranksters. are definitely when I'm when I'm getting ready to interview them, they're both like, "We're both stubborn. We're both pranksters. We both like." And I'm like, "I I think I met you. I think I know who you are. (laughs) I think I know." So. But Peyton has a heart of gold, and I know she's stubborn, but don't you agree that the stubbornness has also helped her achieve
1: where oh, she's yeah. is today? Oh, yeah. It's helped her achieve everything that she's had to go through.
0: What do you think her life will be like long-term going forward?
1: I think she'll have a normal life, just like uh, Faith will. I mean, I think that, I mean, both of them have <laughs> such a heart of gold, they they love helping so much, and she wants to be a vet uh, simply because she doesn't want to go right into the field that I'm into. But she does want to do similar to what I do, but she loves animals so much, so she wants to be a vet. But I think that she'll still continue helping other kids with special needs um, throughout. So, Does she
0: have any additional surgeries on the horizon?
1: Uh, she has a jaw surgery. Um, I think it's going to be both jaws, but they're talking about just one jaw surgery. Uh, Just her upper jaw, but I think it's going to be both jaws.
0: What are they going to be doing?
1: I'm not really sure what it's called, but they're going to be expanding her upper jaw and uh, narrowing her lower jaw.
0: So they're going to do the expansion like with the key turning?
1: Uh, We've already done that. See, that for me was
0: hard. When Faith had the mandibular distractions, we did it twice. First time, she wasn't even a week old. And then the second time was when she was two and a half. And to put the device for people who don't know what it looks like, it looks like, well, they have metal rods that come out of their skull behind their ears. And you have to put a device on it that kind of looks like a screwdriver. And you have to crank it. And it is one of the most challenging things to do for me as a parent to do that I mean she didn't cry she didn't ever want payments nothing even at that young age but to know that you're doing that even though it's for their best interest for their health it's still it's still so difficult to do
1: well hers we didn't have to crank um hers had to be a special type where we had to go every three weeks and the doctors had to do it so, so you didn't have to. Do it. no we didn't have to do it we had to do when she was born in order to get her from Kansas to Virginia to the doctors, we had to do the feeding tubes. So
0: you had the NG tube.
1: Yes, she didn't we have had the to feeding tubes. She, she didn't have. Yeah, like... the NG tubes. Right. Um, we physically had to do them. Well, I physically had to do them. Let me correct that. I physically had to do them because it was too heart wrenching for him. And um, so that's where my medical stuff came into play, where I started learning everything about her and wanted it to be what I do now
0: do you find it that a lot more pressure goes on the mom? Because I yes. noticed that, well, I've been, I was a single mom for 14 years, but I've learned that with the families that I have helped, excuse me, that a lot of times, the, well, the divorce rates higher in families with special needs, and so is domestic violence. Yes, it's higher. Yes. And so a lot of times the dad's kind of just don't want to be involved in that medical part of it because for whatever reason, they just can't handle it. What do you think it is?
1: I can, I say that, but my husband now is great with it. Yeah. You have a good guy. Yeah. So, I mean, her, her biological dad is not, he's been in two surgeries out of all of her surgeries, but my husband now has been some more surgeries, has stayed in the hospital more, has done more for my kids. Than their dad has ever done for them.
0: I've been in more pain surgeries than he has.
1: Yes, you have. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know more about about them because I, I mean, I call and I detail everything that's going on and stuff. And I know Faith has a lot more surgeries and stuff. So you're not able to do that with me, but Peyton, we make sure that we we update and stuff with you so that well, you know. trust me with her. Yeah. So, and I know yours yours just has a lot more going on (laughs) than I understand. so.
0: So, if you were trying to tell somebody from the outside what it's like every day, you know, my daughter said to me one day that she didn't know a life outside of what she's already had, what she's experienced. And she said, you had a different life. So, you had to change everything because you lived one way and then you had to learn how to do everything different. So. To her, it's fascinating because, like, me only being able to use one side of my hand on only one hand, she's like, I've always had both hands, but I've always had, you know, no tongue. So I don't know what it's like to have one kind of thing. And her concept of it is she's never known a different life, but we've had to change the way we do things for our kids. So to them, they're living their life like they know it. Yeah. Because they don't know anything
1: different. We actually have had to tell people um, when she was at the cranial facial clinic in Virginia, we used to be advocates for the new families for the babies um, because we lived right there at the hospital, 30 minutes from it instead of four hours. So, Peyton, I used to make her go in and she used to talk to the families and show them her scars. And nobody, you can see Peyton, she doesn't even look like she has a cleft because um, we had wonderful doctors in the beginning. And um, so she, She was always an advocate for the families that had new babies that had no idea what was going on to show them, hey, they can be normal kids. They can be just like everybody else. And Peyton, we also up until two years ago, we always went into her schools first day of school, explained to the classes why she covers her face. What the problem is, showed pictures. Even now, she does it in her health class at school. She shows pictures of her disability. She's gorgeous. Yes,
0: she is. She's absolutely stunning. When I saw her and she was just with me for a week, she comes in and I'm like, how is it every time I see you you get more beautiful? I I just do. I just do. And I love that mentality. I was like, she's not stuck up. She's not conceited at all. But then I'm like, they're absolutely gorgeous. And she's like, I know, it's okay, it's fine, I'm good. (laughs) And I love that because it's just like, you know, but she's not that stuck up, you know, bippity boppity, whatever you want to call it, conceited witch that we've dealt with in our lives. I mean, she just appreciates everything about her. And I said, I think your heart makes you even more beautiful. And she goes, it doesn't hurt. (laughs) And you're just like, (laughs) you have beautiful kids thank you now tell me about your other one that also has special
1: needs um my son has um adhd and autism he has asperger's and uh, up until about three years ago the autism was really difficult we he used to have huge temper tantrums throwing things at us Uh, we used to have to hold him down so he didn't hurt himself Uh, The doctors told us to walk away and I was like, I can't because he's hurting himself. Uh, He's been a challenge and I've always believed not giving my kids medicines for that type of stuff, dealing with it on my own. And he actually recently asked for medicine because he was having problems in school. Like focusing Um, and
0: things like that?
1: So he asked for the medicine. So we gave it up to him whether he was going to be on medicine because he's 13. Um.
0: He's sweet, too. He is. But it's hard as a parent to watch your kids go through that. and You can't take it away.
1: Yeah, it's heart wrenching with my 10 year old right now with what she's going through.
0: And what is she going through?
1: She has a personality disorder. She also has severe anxiety disorder. (laughs) Um, She's getting tested for bipolar and she's just she's got some severe anger issues going on with her father. And as she's taking it out on everybody. So, do you but, notice that
0: one sibling gets more aggressive because they feel like they don't get enough attention because so much attention <laughs> has to go towards one more than the other?
1: This particular sibling thinks that she's an only child out of seven children. So, <laughs> she was here, but she was the one that was here by herself for two years. Right. So, she kind of got spoiled a little bit from what I went through with domestic violence. So she really got spoiled a lot. And then we got my seven-year-old. So she was no longer the baby. So that, you know, made some of the anger come out. Right. Right.
0: What do you think is the hardest challenges of mother of three kids with special needs?
1: Uh, The no sleep. There is no sleep. No, No lie, the no sleep. Because no my ten year old also doesn't produce melatonin, so she doesn't sleep at all. She might sleep two or three n- hours a night. So, and that's because we give it to her.
0: See, I never get to sleep, and then Faith would walk up to me and open up my eyelids if I actually got to doze off at all. And she's that's like, she "Are is. you awake? Are you awake? Yeah,
1: uh huh, yeah, uh huh." Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, that's how <laughs> that's how this one is, and I'm just like, you know, just leave me alone.
0: Yeah, five minutes. (laughs) minutes.
1: (laughs) Ten minutes, man.
0: But there's so much more to it that it's not like you're just, you know, they go to school or they do whatever. And then at the end of the day, they go to bed and it's over. It's not. You have so much more required on you. You have therapy planning. You have appointments. You have to and from. You have to, you know, integrate everything that you need to do during the day for them. And I know how I am. I know how you are. We try to make it as least medical for them, which yeah. puts more on us. And that just represents us as parents. But so that they don't feel like this is the consumption of their life. But we literally are like But it makes okay.
1: our anxiety go up.
0: Right. But we've got to be able, you know, to make sure that they're hitting their milestones and that you know like my my daughter, every time she takes a drink, I'm like, okay, slow down. Because she can aspirate. And yeah. you know, and now that she is oh so painful for me to say this teenager she goes in there and, like she'll try to take a sip in the in her room with the door shut I just have water in here mom and I'm like I understand that daughter but can't you you know just do it in front of me no and you know it's like I understand she wants a sense of normalcy but I explained mm-hmm. to her what are you gonna do if you're choking because she's a silent aspirator and Faith isn't gonna be like you know, hitting a wall or whatever so she won't drink at meals and neither just Peyton neither one of them drink at meals they,
1: they don't no actually meals. Peyton that's a new thing I think that's that's got something to do with her surgery the last one that she had I think that she is aspirating but she's not telling anybody see um, I wondered when she was she here when she was
0: here she kind of had a hang-up for a minute and I kind of was watching her but not letting her know I was watching, yeah, her.
1: watching her real closely too and she just kind of
0: looked, and I was like, was that a tough bite? Because I didn't want to embarrass her, because I know she's trying to be all, you know, tough. And yeah. she was like,
1: it's okay. And I said, do you
0: want me to get you anything to drink? And I could see it in her face, and she was just, mm But I, think, I'm I full. think
1: around Faith, she tries to be even tougher.
0: Right. Oh, she's hilarious. I mean, she's like, you need to get something to drink. You need, you need to come in there and drink. And then she'll be like, Mom! Because she calls me Mom, which I love and she's like you're not drinking. She's not drinking anything. And you know, and she's like you need to get something to drink. Come on, let's go. You know. And and then she's like we're not going to do this unless you've had five sips. And I love how they just bounce off each other and they encourage each other and Max like uh, that you know they're 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 like you know messing around and she'll be like well you're not going to do this with me until you're not talking for 5 minutes. You need to let your mouth <laughs>
1: What? Peyton doesn't shut up. They told us that she would never talk. And I'm just like, at this point, when she started school, we got called every single day for the first year because she was getting in trouble in class because she wouldn't shut up. And I'm like, can we sue the doctors for this? (laughs) (laughs) Can we sue them? So I I started teaching her the sign language at six months because she, we were told she couldn't talk. She started saying the words every time I taught her a word at a year, she started speaking in full sentences. So I stopped the sign language for a long time. I started back at five years old and I'm like, Peyton, you got to go to school to shut up. (laughs) Like you can't go to school and just talk. She doesn't hush. She talks in her sleep too.
0: Yes. I've heard her, and I go in there and I knock on the door, and and I open it quietly, and, and I'm like, "Are you guys okay?" And then they're just like out cold, they're sleeping, in they're separate beds on the opposite side of the room, and I'm like, "Hello!" And you know they just chat, 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 and you're just kind of like, okay. "He's trying to fly." <laughs> He's trying to fly. For, for those of you wondering what she's talking about, she has a dragon and he is literally trying to fly right now. So uh, people are probably wondering what you're talking about. So <laughs> she has a, a calming dragon to help her with her, her anxiety.
1: <laughs> so he if he you with know, my anxiety and he calms my seizures, he also calms my daughter's anxiety and my son's um, Asperger's, he calms him down too.
0: So if you had a final message for any of the parents, what would it be?
1: Um, make sure you have a close-knit group of, of good moms that understand what you're going through so that you have the help. Um, not only for your kids to have somebody that they can confide in, but also for your sanity. It's
0: very important. I'm glad I have you. Yeah, I'm. you totally went out. I heard nothing you said
1: <laughs>
0: on, yeah, but you moved something. So whatever you just said, I didn't hear you.
1: I didn't do nothing.
0: Well, I'm glad I have you. After I'm that, I had nothing. So I thank you. I want to see if I can get you to come back and talk about domestic violence with me.
1: Yeah, I will. Okay,
0: well, I will um, talk with you soon. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you.